All right, we're going to talk about 10 different signs that you're afraid to lead. Not whether you're ready to lead or not, because you're never fully going to be ready, but 10 signs that you're actually afraid of leading. Okay, so fear number one, you are afraid of making a decision that the sole responsibility could end up being on you, so you're always wishy-washy with a decision. God forbid if it's your decision that possibly goes wrong. Here's the reality of it. As a leader, the shot caller, you have to call shots. It doesn't mean all your shots are going to be good or bad, but your team's going to respect the fact that you called the shot, you executed, and you took the responsibility, and you're okay with that. Eventually, your percentage of making better decisions will go higher. But if you're afraid of actually calling the shot and your decisions could be a bad decision, you're always afraid of that, you're never gonna be leading a big crowd. Sign number two, you, you tell a different story, meaning you spin the story a little bit of what actually happened. So for example, your boss is gonna ask you, your CEO is gonna ask you, yeah, we need you to go do X, Y, Z and have this conversation with the client or this employee that's reporting to you or this vendor or this partner. And you go in and you don't say, anything that you were supposed to do and you actually took the side of the vendor or the customer you're like yeah I, I agree with well you know how it is sometimes when you're dealing with them they're kind of tough to work with trust me I see it as well myself and you know so I understand why you guys are so upset I'm also upset sometimes when I deal with them and you're not the only person other people are also upset but let me go back to talk to them then you come and you say so let me tell you what I told them I told them this and I said if you don't do this we may not do business with you oh wow what an impressive you know person that you're going out there but you spun the story because because you were worried of having the real conversation and you're like the guy that said, I went in there, I got into a fight, dad, you'd be so proud. But that's not what happened. You got a black eye and you came back and they won and you lost because you were afraid of actually telling the real story so the person you're reporting to can give you feedback so you can improve. A sign that you're afraid to lead. Sign number three, you are too concerned to please everybody in your life. Let me explain. So to me, in business relationships, you have three different dynamics, okay? You have a dynamic of those above you. You have the dynamic of people at the same level as you. And you have the dynamic of people below you that report to you. Too often, people that are too concerned about pleasing everybody, they are good with the people that report to them. They're good with coworkers, but they're not good up here. And that's a sign that you're never going to end up being here because you don't have the understanding of where these guys are at. So Rather than saying, well, you know, if there's a score, we all please people, by the way. I want to please you. You want to please me. You want to please your wife, your husband, your parents, your kids, everybody. But if the goal is to please 100% of the time, you're not a leader. Those relationship dynamics are different. Sometimes instead of saying, well, yeah, you know what? You, you really didn't do your thing. This is the seventh time you were late. You're always late. Everybody in the company knows you have a reputation for being late. You keep saying you're going to improve there and you don't versus wink, wink. Don't worry about it. I know you live late. You live far from here. You're always late. I got your back. Don't worry about it. You just undermine the person that is saying we got to raise the standards. Hey, the budget, look, you've gone above the budget by $73,000. This was your budget. Hey, hey, don't worry about it. I got this. Listen, everybody's above budget and no one's hitting their budget numbers. Don't worry about it. We think it's going to be okay. That's kind of like stealing money from the company because you're not, you're afraid of telling people, get your budget together or your coworkers. Oh, hey, how you doing? And everything good? You know everything good? Oh yeah, man, he's tough to work with or she's tough to work with. Instead of saying, hey, they're bitching about the boss and you are the leader and you say, I I'm sorry, man, I don't feel the way you do. I think that guy's got a very hard job and a hard response. 
responsibility. To be him is a lot of pressure. I don't want his job. And he's doing his best, and I think we've got to have his back a little bit more. And quite frankly, you don't have his back all the time. You're not that person because you want everybody as your coworker to like you. That's a sign you're afraid of leading. Point number four, this one's going to be tough. You ready? When issues are your responsibility, say you got five direct reports or five customers or five projects you're managing, three projects you're managing, and a conflict comes out. Rather than it getting stuck right there or it getting addressed with you and no longer coming up again, you create work for four other people. Meaning, yeah, well, listen, you know, uh, Patrick said no. This is on Patrick's calling. It's not my call. It's his call. Oh, because those people said no or these people said no. So now that customer is going to say, let me talk to this person. Let me talk to that person. Let me talk to this person. Your job of handling that, you could have squashed it right there. You just got three additional people that have to do a 90-minute Zoom with that same individual and you cost a lot of money for the company and a waste of time because you're afraid to lead and manage that issue and lead it right there. We have a person in the company, in my insurance company, Tikrin. Becky, I'm going to give him a quick shout out. This guy is extremely good at leading and processing the issue there so it never rolls up and it gets solved. Not like it's kind of like brushed aside and oh, Oh, yeah, oh, so you are you complaining? It's not, no, he addresses it. They process it and he handles it and it doesn't roll up to me. It used to be a time 10 years ago where seven out of 10 would roll up to me. Then it went to five out of 10, then three out of 10. Now it's one out of 10 because it's a crisis and I have to be a part of it. But that's a sign of somebody that is not afraid of leading because he processed the issue right there and it's addressed and we move on. Another sign you're afraid of leading. You want to take credit for all the great ideas or the work that people on your team do to you and then you say, well, I came up with that. I came up with this. We had a person that we were working with many, many years ago. He would come to meetings and he would present an idea and I'm like, oh my God, those three ideas, who came up with these ideas? He says, oh, I came up with all these ideas myself. I'm like, that's freaking incredible. So every week he's coming up with these ideas. I'm like, wow, this is sick. This guy's a solid guy. Let me tell you what happened. All of a sudden, one of the guys, one of the ideas I said no to, I'm walking out and one of our employees comes and says, hey, Pat, can I ask you a question? Yeah. One of the ideas I put a lot of time into and I heard you rejected the idea. I want to find out why. I'm like, what's that? The idea was about that. that I'm not going to say the idea because this is the idea. I'm like, that was your idea? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Good idea. Let me think about it. I didn't throw the other guy under the bus, but I kept it here. Two weeks later, another person told me about an idea that I gave to this person. So one day I had the meeting because I'm not afraid of conflict. I addressed it with this person. I said, hey, question for you. Who came up with that idea? I came up with the idea. Who came up with this idea? I came up with the idea. You sure Johnny didn't come up with the idea? Uh, 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 uh. You sure the other one, Larry, didn't come up with the idea? Uh, uh, uh. So, so I'm curious. Why do you take credit for the ideas that others came up with? What's the? Re you realize that's a sign of a person that's not ready to be a leader. You can give credit. It's not like you're going to get in trouble. If somebody's a true leader, they'll say something like, let me tell you, Larry came up with an incredible idea that I think we ought to consider. He said, what do you think about this? I think it's a great idea. Wow, that's good. Now I know how humble you are, how confident you are, how comfortable you are in your own skin. You're ready to lead at the next level because you're about building people. That's very hard to find. So this next one, it's a fear to lead. You know what it is? Deflecting blame rather than saying, you know what? This was on me. I screwed up here. This was our fault. No, it was that person's fault. It was this person's fault. You know what my favorite is? It's the equipment's fault. The equipment can't do nothing about it. It's the equipment's fault. So now what do I need to do? Call the equipment and chew out the equipment? Hey, Mr. Equipment, shame on you for what you did. I can't talk to the equipment. Someone has to take responsibility. None of us like to take the blame because it's not an exciting thing to say. But you know who takes responsibility and moves on? Leaders take responsibility and improve. Remember, none of us like it. And we've all been in a position where we didn't want to take it. And both you and I know that's not a sign of a leader. So if you don't do that, 
It's another sign you fear leading by not taking full responsibility. Next fear. This is an obvious one. I already talked about it earlier. Fear of conflict. You need to have a very high-level conversation with somebody. You delay for one day. You delay for two days. You delay for three days, four days, five days. Boom, we lost the client. There needs to be have a high-level conversation of conflict with somebody. Client, you know, they're not happy with this thing. They don't understand the product. Okay, I'm gonna call them. I'm gonna call them. I'll call them tomorrow. I'll call them the next day they cancel. You have an issue with a partner, with a vendor. You have to have a conversation with somebody that keeps doing the same thing over and over again. Expenses, costs, late, not hitting their deadline line, not finishing their project, making comments at work that you've told them to stop doing that. Any of this stuff, they keep doing it. You just don't want to address it with them because you're worried. I've ran a sales team for a long time. Hygiene. We had people in our office that had hygiene issues. Nobody wanted to have the conversation. You know what was one of the ways that I always gauge if somebody was a leader? The person that knew how to have the conversation and do it in a proper way, which is my next point. I always knew that person was somebody that could eventually be a leader. And everybody else, I was like, can you go tell him he smells? Can you go tell him? Can you go tell him? Can you go tell him? And we had these couple people, and they would come in. It was an art. What, what a weird way to gauge somebody that's ready to be a leader. They'll say, hey, Johnny, can I talk to you? Yeah. Johnny, you know everyone loves you here, yes. Can I be honest with you? Yes. It's uncomfortable. You're okay with this? Yes. You sure? I have your permission? Yes. How often do you brush your teeth? What do you mean? <sighs> My breath smells? Yes, it does. And I'm only telling you this because when it comes down to sales, if a customer has to smell something, they're going to figure out a way to cancel the appointment as much as possible. And your closing ratio needs a little bit of help. And we've heard from some people, how often you shower? What do you use? What stick do you use? What do you use with this? What do you use with... And then we bring a gift. So here's what I use. First one is on me. Second one is on you. Can we kind of work on this together, you and I, and we keep this our little project to work on? Yes, fantastic. Awesome, great. Then obviously I'm giving you like a faster version of how it actually takes place. Next thing you know, the next day, do you know that person? If you do it in a gentle way, that person comes to you and says, hey, just to let you know, how do I smell? And it was always funny. I'm like, I'm like dude, you smell good. I says, like, watch this. <gasps> like, dude, you smell good, dog. Let's go close something. You're freaking sick. That's awesome. That person is ready to lead because they're able to have difficult conversations. So some of you are watching this saying, you know what? I got seven people that smell bad. I'm going to go talk to them today. The point is stop being afraid of having conversations that could lead to a conflict. Leaders are not afraid. The next one, a fear that many have. You ready? Do you know why people fear having a conflict because they think it's going to get ugly and it's going to get nasty and it's going to get screaming all this other stuff. The only reason that should happen is because of one thing and that's the approach. We're at the cigar lounge the other day at the boardroom. We finished up the cigar. We're having our first cigar we're breaking. We're having a great conversation at night. One of the players, absolute stud of a guy, Haas says, which topic should you avoid bringing up? when you're working with people, any subjects that you avoid. I said, you know, it's crazy. We're always been told, don't talk about religion, politics, da, 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 all this other stuff. I said, I never followed that philosophy because I'm interested in those things and I wanna know what people think because I don't have all the truth and I wanna learn from people. I said, what I learned over the years, the problem isn't the subject. The problem is the approach in which you address the subject. Let me give a perfect scene of a movie for you. There's a movie called The Roadhouse. Roadhouse, the movie by one of my favorite actors of all time, Patrick Swayze. There is a scene in the scene. He's talking to all the security guards that they're running this bar. And it's one of those old acting that was the, like, it's a, it's such a like a, a fake acting. But anyway, it's just like fun to watch. It's great. I watch this thing so many times in the army. And they're asking a question. He says, you ask them to leave, but be nice. Instead of me doing the acting, just watch this short clip here. Somebody gets in your face and calls you a cocksucker. I want you to be nice. Okay. Ask him to walk. Be nice. If you won't walk, walk him. But be nice. If you can't walk him, 
One of the others will help you, and you'll both be nice. Very simple concept. Address the conflict, but be nice and respectful. Address the issue, but be nice. That's how simple it is. The only reason you fear conflict is because you're not being nice with your approach. So point number nine is something all of us can work on. All of us. To ask before you assume. So it's to be understanding. Only way you can be understanding is by asking questions of what's going on. Sometimes we don't have full context. Sometimes we don't know what's going on in that person's personal life or their life or what they are dealing with. This is why having a relationship with the individual is a good thing and asking questions. How are things? How are you doing? What's going on? Where are you at with this? Where are you at with that? And then they'll tell you. And then you say, I've noticed certain trends lately that the numbers and the performance and the way you've been behaving is not what's typically matches with your common consistent trend. Has something change? Yeah, let me explain to what's going on. What's that? And they're going to open up. I'm going through a difficult time in my marriage. My mom is sick. I'm going through this. Something I'm going through. It's really tough. No problem. So show understanding. And they say, I totally understand that you're going through this. I'm so sorry you're going through this. At the same time, we have a business to run and it's challenging. What level of expectation can I have from you moving forward during this season of your life? Pat, trust me, I'm going to get back to what I'm doing. I'm going to do Okay, great. Or, Pat, I don't know. Hey, how about we do this? Do you want to take the next two days off? Go spend time with your family. Can I do that? Go take PTO. Do your thing. Spend time with your family. But when we come back on Monday, I want your best. You have no idea how much I appreciate this. Great, no problem. That's the part about having the conversation as long as you're asking what they're going through. It is our job to be understanding. And if you do that, you don't have to fear conflict. Last point. I'll make it for you. Easy, not going to be long on this. Everything is about you. All the decisions you make is how it benefits you. If you're a leader, the decisions have to be made with how it benefits the organization first, then you. It's a team over me mentality, company over me mentality. When you're running a company, who has to get the checks first? Who has to get paid first? Your supporting cast, your team. I didn't get paid for a long time when we started the insurance company, and every month my savings were depleting because I need to make sure my staff was getting paid because they trusted my vision. It had to be them first before me. I'm not telling you if you're an employee or executive or director, you should not get paid. That's not what I'm saying to you. All I'm saying to you is when you're leading your team, think about what's in the best interest of the company, of the team, of the vision, then you. Lead with that. And if you come from that place, more people will take your counsel, your direction, and your vision. I got a video to recommend to you by my oldest son. Watch this video. He sat right there. Tico, I think you want to say something to everybody. Come on. Tell us, tell us what you're thinking. I was actually coming over here to say the advice was good. And I want to hear more about it because it was pretty interesting. Was it really? I didn't even expect him to say that. I didn't tell him to say this. What, what did you learn from it? Well, basically, yeah. conflict uh-huh. is not bad as long as you deal with it good. Okay. Do, when, when we have conflict, do I typically bring it up or do I wait a week or two? Mm, bring it up. How often do I, do I bring it up fairly quickly when we have issues together? I think so. I don't really remember. You don't really remember? No. So I don't have tough conversations with you at all? Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why you're a leader, buddy. All good. Okay, I got two videos I want to recommend to you. But we do respectfully, no? We do respectfully, absolutely. Because I... Am... No, I... I, Patrick... Gabriel David will one day be a great Awesome, because that's our standard. Anyways, two videos. Number one, there's a video I did on how to deal with conflict. If you've never seen this before, there's eight ways of doing it. Click you to watch this video. The other one is a quiz we created on learning how to drive different personalities and what method works with different personalities that you're driving, including yourself. 
If you've never taken a quiz before, click here to take the quiz. Either way, take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye.